This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like the guy that's trying to run and get the last bacon wrap shrimp <laughs> at the holiday Christmas party. I am Andrew, oh. just a little bit cocktail sauce, Keller. He is Larry. Oh. Don't touch my drink, Olson. What was the last time you've been to a holiday or a Christmas party? Well, we hosted one sort of one-ish last weekend, sort of. Ooh. Kind of. Yeah. Was it a housewarming slash no party? Did no, you ever have was, a housewarming party? We have not officially. We're in the COVIDs, Andrew. We can't do that. But, uh, no, that flies in the face of the fact <laughs> that you just had a holiday party. Well, so we, it was that, we didn't have like we didn't like it was like unlimited people. It was like someone was back in town, our friend Creston and her husband. So then like four of the families that they know real well. It wasn't but like a tradition. You've never had a party with unlimited people. All parties have a finite guest. All right. We're not going to solve this. Um, I, de- I definitely want to host a housewarming party. I'm like, when this COVID things get a little better, I want to host a housewarming. There's party. a flaw in your logic, but COVID, <laughs> whether or not th- this wasn't planned, I agree. But great, was it perfect? Great segue into the professional sports league have had an uptick. Oh man, uh, as I guess I the, like the country has. Los Angeles is pretty even, but the NFL is reporting that Monday and Tuesday of this week they had 88 positive cases of COVID and uh, NBA is dealing with it too. One of the faces of league, Giannis Antetokounmpo has uh, tested positive. Also Baker Mayfield. I see that Aaron Rodgers has not been on this list. <laughs> I feel like he'd come up again. I mean, I guess this is something that we is going to happen. My question is what, what do you think these people think when they get the positive test? Do they fear for their lives? Are they frustrated? They can't compete. Is it, I mean, I think it's, I think we, we've been around it long enough. I don't think any athletes have died from it. I think it's more of an inconvenience than a scare of health, their own health. I think so. I mean, am I in a bubble? Cause like nobody I know is getting the COVID. Is that cause like everybody I know has got the two vaccines and the boosters and the, like, why is everybody getting the COVID right now? I don't know. <clears throat> Someone I know was exposed on Sunday. He took a PCR test and hasn't gotten results back he took a rapid test and tested positive i was in the same room as him so we'll see i took a, a rapid test yesterday came up negative um but i mean i guess also being in other we're both in pretty conservative mask and don't be around people places but i feel like most of the country is footloose and fancy free and so these these people are i mean it's happening but the death rates i don't hear spiking i think it's more of like these are the rules and it's frustrating and we're not able to play i feel like yeah it's kind of the, i almost feel like this is the new normal of how we're going to just live life it's like the flu right every season is just going to flare up and we're just going to have to keep moving i think so because otherwise i mean the alternative is doing nothing like physically like not going anywhere yeah. and and that's not healthy for people either so i mean it's also part. It's also makes having a backup in professional sports more important. Uh, the Bulls, I think, postponed a game because like yeah. eight people tested positive on, or I don't know how many people. But so I mean, maybe having a more stacked team. But again, I don't think that anyone is, of these athletes are getting the result and being like, ah, crap, I might die. My main thing is like you know the Thursday night game between the Chiefs and the Chargers, right? You tune in. Like if Patrick Mahomes is out, you're like, oh crap, I gotta watch. But like if it's Kelsey, you're like, eh. Like if it's not the main player and the game's still going, I think all's well. I'll still watch. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, I don't know if football teams 
are selling tickets based on their marquee player as much as basketball. Like if you, if the Bucks are in town, you're like, I want to see Giannis play and he can't like, that's frustrating. Um, but as football, I don't know if it matters well, as much. Like for the big player, like Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, maybe Tom Brady, and maybe a few others. But generally speaking, you're right. I would be more bummed to not see Giannis than I would to yeah. not see Baker Mayfield. That's a bad example. Who wants to see Baker Mayfield? They Come were on. the two people in the headline. They were the two names in the headline. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was not in there because he is winning. <laughs> winning cures all. By the way, I think, what's that guy, the backup that's going to play instead of Baker? Um, the guy with the mustache? God. Oh, uh, we, we have him. We have him later. Uh, what's that guy's name? Case Anyways. Keenum. I think he's no, it's not Case Keenum. Who's the other guy? Anyways, he Case played, Keenum is, is starting for Cleveland. I'm thinking there's another guy. The guy that used to play for Jacksonville's got the mustache, played for Washington State. I'm blanking. Anyways, I want to see that guy play. I don't know. Okay. Random tangent. We'll get back. We'll get back to that. Well, Andrew Keller, the axe has fallen. Jaguars firing head coach Urban Meyer, ending a tumultuous tenure with the franchise after only you guessed you guessed it 13 games. Let's see, where did he go wrong? Well, first he hired a strength and condition coordinator who'd been accused of making racist remarks and bullying black players. Then there was the video of Urban with a woman who was not his wife at a bar, who was grinding on his pelvis area. Then there was tensions reportedly on his staff when he called his coaching staff losers. Seemed like it was kind of dysfunctional right from the moment. Also this week, it was reported that he kicked the kicker, <laughs> literally, the kicker was on the ground this week, and he kicked him for some reason in the leg. <laughs> yeah, you can't kick, you can't, you can't make contact with the softest player on the team. You can't kick a kicker. And Rogers Toto can't kick a kicker. This is. I went to like twenty stores. I couldn't figure this out. He was like reportedly getting ten million dollars a year, some crazy amount of money. So mm -hmm. they fire him after the first year. Is he still going to get paid? Uh probably not. Or maybe gonna I don't like know. Do, I, I, they're going to say with that, cause or something. That amount of money is 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 a rounding error for their budget. If he's gotten paid six million and him getting another four, I don't think is that big of a deal. I'm sure it's very explicitly laid out in the con on the contract. If if he gets fired, what happens? Um, Herbs. I would. I would think he has a good enough agent that like they would say you get paid the full year. But I don't know if he's necessarily worried about money. I remember when Herbs left. Utah, and that was the only place he's ever left with a good result. He like went to Florida, then he had like the heart attack, whatever something, and he like plowed his, issues, yeah. He like retired, then unretired. Then he went to Iowa State, and there was all these allegations. One of his football coaches was beating his wife. Blah 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 blah. He's gonna be known for more of the smoke than the actual winning. Yeah, but he's a big enough name, and he has results at Ohio State and Florida that I think he will get another job. I think he could possibly yeah. get another big job. Totally. I mean, OU is still open. TCU could maybe take a chance on him. I mean, I don't know what where he might land. I think he'll. I think he'll definitely get a job if he wants one in college football. My my point is just that if he were to die tomorrow, his obituary would read, "Coach Urban Meyer." I'm just, I don't want him to die tomorrow, but if he, if he had, why are you laughing? I don't want him to die. It's not, if like, he I'm dies not, tomorrow, you're going to fly to wherever his funeral is and urinate on his casket. No, that's not what I'm going to do. But if he were exactly to die, what you're gonna do. his obit would read Urban Meyer won three national championships, comma, and controversy followed him wherever he went. Like it's not going to be just a clean three-time national champ. The controversy <clears throat> part is part of Urban Meyer.
One positive thing I think on this story was the <laughs> owner of the Jaguars, Shad Khan, nice made it, like he made a pretty responsible press release. He's like, he I gave him a warning. I'll read it. As I stated in October, regaining our trust and respect was essential. Regrettably, it did not happen. In the spirit of closure and recharging our players and fan base, I will not comment further until after the conclusion of the season. I just picture Jerry Jones having to make some kind of announcement and him not being that classy. So hats off to you, Shad. Shad's got that crazy mustache where, you know, he, does. he up looks like girls. an evil. He looks like a, a, a yep. Warner Brothers cartoon villain. <laughs> he totally does. He totally does. He's, he's great. Well, <clears throat> other coaching news. Matt LaFleur, the uh, barely older than Aaron Rodgers coach yes. of the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Is... I guess, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee's podcast every week, and yep. he was talking about how Matt LaFleur always has a fresh fade. His eyebrows are looking clean, <laughs> and uh, they give credit to Matt LaFleur keeping his life together because of his wife, Bree. So <laughs> behind every good man, there's a good woman or a good spouse, I suppose, partner. And Matt LaFleur, I mean, looking back, he always does look good. I guess having a barber on sh on staff and Getting a fade. If I had a barber on staff, I might get a fresh fade every day. So he, I, I'm wow. not going to judge people, but it does seem like it takes too much time to get a haircut every day. Not if he, the, the, they come to your office. Yeah, but still, that's like 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day. No, we gotta not, not if you, no, I don't think so. Really? You, know, you can take phone calls while you're doing it. DJ Khaled gets a fresh fade every day. I would, another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> I do not think I would get a haircut every day if it was free and accessible to me. That's fine. I mean, what you have because you're so busy and you don't want to you don't want to take sit the time. Still for 20 minutes. But but I will say this in my non-defense. If if I was the head coach of a major football team and they were going to the camera was going to zoom on in on me every single Sunday, I'd, I'll probably try to look my best. Would you put some foundation on a little makeup? Yeah. Those HD cameras. Oh, hell yeah. Chris Berman is the number one reason that people should wear makeup on TV. Yeah, oh, most people should. He looks terrible in HD. Although it's not the close-ups. You usually like far away, you know, for the football coaches. Yeah. You don't need the foundation. Chris Berman needed it. Chris Berman needed it. He's oh, he's not Chris living a healthy lifestyle. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, he. How about more salads, Chris Berman? All yeah. right, this just into the newsroom. Replay is working this year, Andrew. We're in week fourteen. Challenges and total replay views are down, and pace of NFL games is up the total number of replays 212 is the lowest after 14 weeks in at least five seasons down sharply from the total at this point last season 297 well off the total of 2017 from 352 reversals from reviews or after 14 weeks have dropped to 120 down from 163 after week 14 last year the fewer replay stoppages have undoubtedly had an impact in reducing the average time at an nfl game which measured at three hours and four minutes Last year, or this year, compared to last year, three hours and five minutes. The game's a minute quicker because they're not doing as many reviews. They're saying this is all res the result of there's a replay assistance rule where coaches don't have to challenge the replays. They can challenge them from the central office in New York. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if if advertising that the the games are one minute and 15 seconds shorter is like that much of a win. <laughs> But I just, well, no, that stood out to me. I was like, who wrote this? And who said 
the, the difference of one hour and 15 minutes in a three hour game is going to make a big difference. Also, I think it, it just should just be in the spirit of getting things right. The fact that you can't like the, the officials can't watch from the booth and say there was a, a, a blatant penalty on this play. I was watching Monday night football. Matthew Stafford was driving at the end of the game to completely close it out. And there was a, a face mask that got missed. He like clearly got tackled by his face mask. It could have changed the outcome of the game. I just want, I think in general, people just want things to be right. And the, the, the weird nuances of like what can be reviewed and what can't, it seems silly to me. I'd just like to add on that people would like things to be right, but done quickly. What I've all, never understood about replay in all of the sports is my 10 year old plays video games and makes very snap quick decisions and can understand things. Why does it take so long for the review? You see it, you slow it down, you make a call in a minute, we're done, we move on. It's that what it takes forever is my problem. Yeah, I think the government has some kind of they they get have to wet their beak and so it goes through a government official before yeah. it can actually come back out. So you have yeah. to get a lot of signatures before it's uh signs off. What is it? Smooth as smack smooth as fast and fast as smooth. Slow slow as smooth and smooth as fast. There's some kind of saying that like you just gotta do it efficient. And then that'll end up you'll you'll end up saving a minute, fifteen seconds every three hours. <laughs> I think that is the most ridiculous part of the story. A minute. Yeah. Well, moving quickly, Texas uh -oh. A&M has edged out the competition and in, in obtaining the number one recruiting class and early signing. Early signing has begun. I'm not sure how much the recruiting classes mean with the name and likeness and the transfer portal. Everyone's kind of bouncing around, but it seems like the Southeast in general is getting most of the talent or most of the winning. So do you put a lot, a little, or no stock into the fact that Texas A&M is reportedly having the number one recruiting class. Well, that was my question to you, big-time football player. Like, how much do these, like, you're ranked number one in recruiting matter? Yeah. Well, do you remember Heisman winner Eric Crouch? His, I do, do. You remember his NFL career? I mean, just look at look at Heisman's and how, how well they go in the NFL. Generally, not that well. And so having high high school accolades does not necessarily transfer translate to college i mean tom brady was not a first round draft pick yep so i mean i'm making the college to nfl comparison but it's a similar like just because you're successful on this level doesn't mean you are on this level so i mean i don't think this means a and is going to win a national championship in the next two years but did like did they use this to their like alumni or whoever be like look we're number one in recruiting yeah, it's a it's a great fundraising tool, I would suppose. Be like, hey, we're recruiting. We're gonna have, we're gonna we're gonna be in the playoff this year. So give us, cut us a check. I think I read something that every lineman that signs with Texas now gets a forty thousand dollar NIL deal, like automatically. I mean, Texas seemingly has unlimited money, so I'm not surprised. And more of this stuff will pop up. It's just like who has to come up with the idea and implement it. And then all of a sudden it's going to be an arms race. Can we get an NIL deal? Oh, we, I have one. Okay. You're just, you're just so, not part of it. You have an agent. I got to call Pat Meaty. All right. As we mentioned earlier this week, it was inevitable that Steph Curry was going to break the all time NBA three point record. He did it with his 2974th career three pointer. It was fun to watch. I was with my kids. We'd watched the last couple of the games. Very exciting. He did it on his 
I think third attempt in Madison Square Garden. You watched, by the way? I didn't. I wasn't able to watch it. No. Okay. Well, Draymond Green assisted on 479 of Curry's 2,977 career three pointers. Andre Iguodala assisted on 168. So they were the top two teammates that assisted on three. So what did Steph Curry do after the game for him? He presented them with Rolex watches. So I saw this ceremony on Twitter, and I was thinking to myself, like, well, what about Steph Curry's other teammates? Like, if he's only giving them two, which if you were Steph Curry's teammate, would you be like, yo, man, what'd you get to me? Would you be like, what do I get? Uh, I mean, maybe it's, it's Rolex seems like such an expensive thing to us, but the amount of money that every single player on that team makes, that's like me giving you a hundred dollar gift. I don't think it's that big of a deal. You're making my point. If it's not that big a deal, shouldn't he just give it to all the teammates in the locker room? I mean, should he give it to every teammate he's ever played with? Yes. Should he give it to his coach? Yes. He should spend a million dollars on. You just said it was a hundred bucks. Yeah. But I, I'm also like, if if I get something, I'm I'm not gonna like. It, you have to draw the line at some point. Well, Bro, that was my. I have a quick question about you watching the game. Did you did you and your family have any kind of physical reaction to him breaking the record? Did you high five? Did oh, you yeah. talk about it? Absolutely. We went oh, and then we we high five totally, totally, nice. totally. It was great. It was a crazy moment. Another Super. cool thing is that he's played in 789 games and broke this record. And Ray or the Allen's record was uh. <laughs> He did in 1,300 games. And so seemingly Curry is going to continue to grow this number. People are saying it'll be unbreakable, but the game has changed and more threes will be taken. So I'm not saying it's an unbreakable number. but I just want to pick back up on your point because I always have this problem. Like, where do you draw the line? We make holiday gifts for the teachers and some friends, family. Like, where do we draw the line of who we give presents to? Where do you draw the line for your housewarming party? It can't be an unlimited (laughs) invite gift. It can't be. So, right? Well, then Kevin Durant chimes in on Twitter, former teammate, tweeting to his 18 million followers, send me the rolling. Because apparently Kevin Durant is third on assists of of Steph Curry's three-pointer. So shouldn't he get a rolling? Yeah, he tweeted the the image from the, the broadcast showing that he was third. I don't know. I think that's a really, really bad look for KD. I think it's, (laughs) to me, the analogy I came up with is like asking for Jubilee. When you get into debt with someone, hey man, that's not cool. I do that all the time. Well, it's not a good look. <laughs> I, uh, I I wanted to revisit Jubilee is one of my three uh, published things on Urban Dictionary, and uh, I was I very revisit. I have seven likes and five dislikes, but my definition was to absolve one of their debts by a random act of kindness. Did this you... act is generally carried out between friends that regularly engage in games of chance that involve monetary risk. How many publishings do you have on Urban Dictionary? Hey, did you, you didn't mention me in that post? The example is Larry was into him for $25 until Andrew generously declared Jubilee and relieved him of his current debts. Okay, this is great. I really would. Could you make me a post? I can't figure out how to do it on Wikipedia. It's not Wikipedia. It's Urban Dictionary. Oh, Urban Dictionary. I could do that. You know what mine's going to be? Larry Olson invented the phrase, let's do this. I invented that. I did 20 years ago. I swear to you, I started that. It was me. Apparently not friend of the show, Matt Strand. I don't even know if you know who that is. He claims he invented Taco Tuesday. Okay. A 6'5 Scandinavian guy thinks he invented Taco Tuesday. Knock it off. Okay. Don't equate me inventing Let's Do This with Matt Strand. That's not fair. 
All right. Well, I think you can maybe make a publishing on Urban Dictionary. I think with uh, Wikipedia, they might try to. Uh... Yeah. Also, if be... you log on to Wikipedia right now, they're going to be asking for money. They always yeah, do that at the end of true. the year. It's that's like, true. hey, we're a free service. Donate yep. some money. I don't think you thought this is the angle I was going to take on the story, but Charlie Woods, who is 12 years old, son of famed golfer Tiger Woods, is playing in a tournament, and Yahoo Sports is reporting on how we can watch him. I feel like we've seen over the last 10 years, five years, I don't know, Tiger Woods is a mess of a human being, and <laughs> a lot of it's equated to the amount of time he spent oh. in the spotlight. And I feel hey, like oh. with Charlie Woods, Yikes. we have the opportunity to give him some space to live his life, but no, we're doubling down and saying <laughs> we are going to watch every single minute of your life and scrutinize it. I'm not a fan of this. I'm not going to follow Charlie Woods until if and when he's on the PGA tour. There's no reason to be giving this. There's no reason two guys, two middle-aged dudes should be talking about Charlie Woods is my, is my take. Now you're an ageist again. You don't like little people. Are you going to tune into this? I will not specifically tune in. And I feel like, once again, the litmus test being if me and my kids are sitting on the couch at Saturday at some point and I'm flipping through the channels, they would not really care that Tiger Woods is playing golf. They'd be like, go to the next channel. However, if Tiger's playing with his young son, they'd be like, hey, let's watch. I feel like we watched it whenever last year or two years ago, and they uh, thought it was really cool. Because it was a father... Maybe yes. that was a sign being like, dad, I want to play golf yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. And you're it's like, true. no, like, we're staying on the couch. We're watching yeah. other people who are better than me. <laughs> Go get us some Cheetos. Get, get off the couch. Well, we previously talked about him, but Brown's quarterback, starting uh -oh. quarterback this week, Love Case this. Keenum plays best with an erection. I cannot wait to see how you deliver this line. I only put this in the rundown to see how you pay this off. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, Case Keenum is going to be filling in for COVID positive in health protocol, Baker Mayfield. And he's talking about getting ready for the game. And he said, having a full chub back there is going to be really good. <laughs> the running back, Nick Chubb. Chubb is a slang. If you look it up on Urban Dictionary, I do not have a published version of that. Chubb is slang for erection, erection, erect penis, full of blood. Nick Chubb. He's going to be back there at full speed in case Keenum's excited about that. Have you ever played football with an erection? <laughs> hey, Jimmy, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Like gladiator movies? Yeah, that's what that's, what that's about. I mean, do you think do you think Case Keenum's going to rise to the occasion? Are they going to win? <laughs> I can't stop him too much. My mom's going to get mad at me. We had, in high school, I, uh, I was part of the team that ran the, the closed circuit TV news, and we had a, a big football game coming up, and one of my friends was the anchor. And uh, he's like, if you can't get it up for Rockwall, you just can't get it up. <laughs> and it wasn't him trying to be funny. He just, like, messed up. We put it on the air, and we got bad grades for that quarter or whatever it. it was because we should have known that that was an erection joke. Flash forward 20 years later, still making erection jokes. I love them. Fell for the beats. Well, this has been Sports Best. We will see how Case Keenum rises to the occasion. I'm Andrew for Housewarming Larry. Thanks for dropping by.